millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're about to hear an episode from the podcast A Better Normal. Here, we take the disruption brought by COVID-19 to consider not just the new normal that awaits us, but a better normal that we might as well work for. If you like this episode and want to hear more, subscribe to A Better Normal on your favorite podcast app. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. And this is the first of a new special series that has us looking forward beyond our COVID-imposed quarantine. No, let's not talk about the new normal. Let's talk about ideas for a better normal. Walang kita ngayon ng mga jeepney drivers and operators and bus drivers. Pagbalik ng services, pag pumuntan tayo sa GCQ, kailangan ng social distancing. Paano mo siguraduhin sampu lang yung sasakay sa 18-seater? Or halip na uh, waluhan, konting ipit lang po, apat lang. Ang solusyon, aartilahin ng gobyerno lahat ng 55,000 jeeps sa NCR. I'm Benji de la Peña. I'm a urban and transport planner, and I think a lot about cities and design and strategy. Benji is an urban development and mobility expert. You can say he's dedicated his entire career to the matter. He has a master's degree in urban planning from Harvard University, and he's run relevant programs on the same for Rockefeller Foundation and the Knight Foundation. He believes he has a solution for a major dilemma the current pandemic and ECQ presents. But it's also, he believes, a game-changer, well beyond ECQ or GCQ. If he's right, this idea is for the long-term progress and sanity of Filipinos. The concept is arkila. Arkilahin mo lahat ng jeep sa yung buses. Basically, for the duration of the lockdown and as we emerge out of the lockdown, government should pay jeepney drivers and jeepney operators to run their routes so that they're not tempted to overload. Mas may implement mo yung social distancing. It's actually not just about the lifting of the quarantine and social distancing. Benji has been thinking about this for a long time. And for him, this is about proving a point for a progressive and sustainable future beyond these abnormal times. COVID is an emergency, but it's also an excuse to try something drastic and, Benji says, long overdue. 
Paul Romer, who is, an, who is a Nobel laureate, said during the 2008 crisis, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. This is for not normal times, but it will allow you to tran transition to something better. For the longest time, right, we have, we need to reform our transportation system. Uh, what, we do, what we have is what is called privately provided public transportation. Uh, government doesn't spend on it, except for the trains. The government owns the trains, right? But for buses and jeepneys and tricycles and everything else, the government gives you a permit to run your jeep or bus, and then you earn from the fares, right? So kung, kung kano kadami yung pasahero mo, yun ang kita mo. Which is why whenever there's a fuel price change or a fare crisis, yun yung pinag-aawayan how much you charge. Uh, what that does, though, of course, is it determines the behavior of drivers. Bawat tao on the road is pasahero. So you try to swerve and stop anywhere they need to stop to pick them up. You're also trying to minimize the, the time, the number of trips. So you speed and then pupunta ka dun sa may, may kanto, makikipag-siksikan uh, uh, ka sa kanto to be able to pick up people who are coming from certain places. So yung, yung core na yun of the relationship na pasahero income is what, pardon the pun, drives the way our, our public transportation behaves. Both sides of Chiapo, madaming lumalabas, right? Either from the church or from all of the markets. So nandun sila in a particular area. What happens to the jeeps? One, kung mer meron silang pasahero, dun sila titigil. Sila babae mga tao. Tapos dun din sila maghihintay to be able to load up. Kung nasa likod ka, di ba, you come up and there are 20 ahead of you, ayaw mo maghintay ng ganun kahabap to be able to load up. Dahil you're trying to do as many trips as you can in the day. Kasi yung kita mo is how many passengers, how many trips. So the business model is essentially padamian ng pasahero. Oh, and and it, it translates too, di ba? So I, I will avoid downtime. Medyo sira yung jeep ko. Hindi ko muna ayusin kasi I need to make trips. Eh. If you need a big repair, the, then the driver doesn't have any work, right? And neither does the operator. So you 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 postpone maintenance then. So mag nagkakaskade out yan, and and it even translates into infrastructure. Dahil ganun yung behavior ng public buses natin and public jeeps, di ba? Kaya tayo gumagawa ng flyover. Hinihiwalay mo yung buses because they stop at intersections. Kung hindi pasahero yung income ng driver, saan manggagaling yung pera ng driver? What is the business model that you're pitching? Simple. Government pays the driver or the operator and the driver to run the route. So, hindi siya based on how many passengers I can carry. It's just, do I run the route? Tapos, since government is paying you and it's a performance contract, iba yung drivers na hanapin mo. Ano yung quality, di ba? Did you run it on schedule? Was it safe? Is it clean? Is it well-maintained? Iba na yung performance measure. So, just that alone, hindi na ako titigil anywhere I need to stop to be able to, to carry passengers, di ba? Ang, ang inaano ko is, do I follow the speed limits and do I make my trip on time? Kahit hindi punuan. Kahit hindi punuan. And what that does too kasi is, pag ginagawa mo yung punuan, naghihintay ka. Because nagkaklags sa Kiapo, naghihintay ka sa Loton, wala pang jeep. Or pagdating sa Loton, puno na lahat ng jeep kasi nagpunuan sila sa Kiapo. Now, if you take that out, then the jeep will just say, hindi, eto, I need to make this in 30 minutes. So, I'll pick up three passengers here, I'll have enough space pagdating ko sa Loton. Fifty-five thousand jeeps in Metro Manila. 
That number is down from 2011, I think was 75,000. Which is an indicator na the, the sector is actually suffering. No one wants to go in. Uh, the margins are also very thin. I think ang average, average number of jeeps owned by any one operator is 1.5. So you don't get to scale. Some people can have 5 or 10, pero very few yan. Mostly people own one jeep. So 55,000 jeeps, uh, but 40% of the trips in Metro Manila, and these are not just commute trips, are on jeepneys. And 80% of Metro Manila trip, uh, Metro Manila commuters, and that's e- including people coming from the provinces, take public transportation. Less than 20% ang car, private car ownership natin. Ilang jeeps ang kailangan nila arkelahin? And how do you determine the sweldo of each jeepney driver? First of all, kailangan lahat. 55,000. Kasi how are you going to pick? So you have to do all 55,000. Tapos, rather than arguing magkano ba yung take ng Blumentritt to Quiapo versus uh, San Andres to whatever. Flat rate muna. Everyone gets it. And then everyone has to take some sort of haircut. We pay for X number of trips. Ang contention lang is how long should the trip take? No, but are you are you suggesting that when they take a haircut that it still be within minimum wage? It should be within whatever the regular income is. Kasi I, what you want to do is eliminate the temptation to ask for fares or overload. Yung overload na natanggal mo dahil wala na silang kikitain from the drive the passengers eh. Pero baka if you you're paying too little then there's this economic temptation na sisingilin kita. But it 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 seems counterintuitive. As you said, mas marami akong pasahero, mas marami akong kita. Eh, mas marami pa lang kita doon, di ba? Bakit hindi 'yon? Are you saying that service contracting is actually gonna redound to more money or it's just less stressful? It's much more efficient and much more predictable. Kasi ang mas maraming pasahero, mas maraming kita, eh kung walang pasahero. One day na madaming pasahero, okay yung kita mo. The next day, wala kang kita. Versus, every day, kikita ka ng 5,000 or 6,000 pesos, basta you make this X number of trips. Better for the operator and better for the jeepney driver. When you pay for the salaries and you rent out the jeep, On the consumer side, it really translates to free rides for everyone. Yes, yes. And also, it's economic stimulus. Diba? You're translating the resources that you're giving to the, public, the PUVs into the, econo- uh, to the, to the resources for consumers. Diba? It could be 50 pesos a day, it could be 100 pesos a day, depending on the distance. And then the third thing is because the system will run more smoothly, then it's much more predictable. And mas may control ka na ngayon to be able to say hanggang sampu lang po. So baligtad na tayo nung ano, kunting ipit lang po, waluhan yan. Babaligtad rin natin, apatan lang po. <laughs> But how many months is this gonna run for how, for how long at abnormal time? And have you done the basic math of how much it will cost government? So back of the envelope, no? So if you say 55,000 NCR lang. Uh, and then you say let's do this for three months, 90 days. Mga 172 million pesos. That's per day. And actually, it's 355 million per day. Benji messaged me after our interview to correct and clarify the math. We need to clarify. First, it's not just for jeeps. Throughout this podcast, we keep mentioning jeepneys, but it's really a stand-in for the entire mass transport system in Metro Manila. So Benji clarifies 
let's cost out renting and running all the buses as well. So 55,000 jeepneys and 8,000 buses. Transport officials say jeepneys on average gross around 5,000 pesos per day. Buses average 10,000 pesos per day. Do the math. That comes to 355 million pesos per day, as we said. And then do that for 90 days, three months. And the price tag for this temporary solution slash proof of concept is a little less than 32 billion pesos. Now, of course, you can look at that any number of ways. One, you can simply find it costly. What can you buy with 32 billion pesos? But you can also consider 32 billion pesos is just a shade less than 10% of the 330 to 350 billion peso stimulus package being considered by government for a post-COVID recovery. Is that a good deal? What you want to break is the for the driver and operator, every passenger is income. You want to break that connection. Dahil yun yung nag, nag-shape ng whole system. Eh. From the way drivers behave to the maintenance to the kinds of investment. So you want to move to uh, a vision of I am a jeepney driver and operator and my customers uh, is, are also my income. To I am a jeepney driver and operator, my customer is government and I serve public transportation. Um, and I think this is the moment to do it, um, to try it at least, right? To show people that the system can behave differently kung iba yung economic incentives. Ganun yung transformation ng Seoul when they went from just like us, privately provided public transportation to shifting to con- performance contracts. Ganun pa rin. They're still private companies, small and big, but they're getting paid directly by government. So their performance is, am I safe? Do I make it on schedule? Malinis ba? Everything else. And that also allows you to then shift to salaries as these places mature. Ganun din ang setup ng London. So your client is government? Your client is the city or the, the, the country actually. In effect, ba gobyerno magmamanage ng transport system? Sila ba magpapatakbo nito? We know they're very inefficient. Uh, nakikita natin the inept parts of government, but there are parts of government that are well run. So sa atin, sabihin natin the finance se- uh, sector, we don't really question our finance managers. They've done a pretty good job. The challenge is how do you create a new government institution that can manage this? And what you manage is the contracts and the alignment of ano ba yung incentive. Uh, critically, government does need to send, set up monitoring system because we need to know that trips are not getting cut, people are making schedule, they're following safety standards and all of that. So you have to put in that layer, which does not exist now. The only management we have now is traffic management. And that's just the wrong thing to manage. On the other side of it, do the benefits of private competition still exist within that system? And how? So the, the competition becomes who provides the best service and at what price. So ang franchises, for instance, in BRT systems, is magbibid sila, magbibid for a price. So nandun pa rin yung competition for the contract. And you can imagine as this matures, then government will say, give us the best bids X number. Ano yung pressure nyo? Along with the standards, of course, you have to provide this kind of, of labor standards for your drivers, ganito yung maintenance nyo. Then let's say your franchise becomes every two years. And then your franchise, because it's a performance contract, 
is subject to, ah, uh, you had two accidents this year, you're not qualified to get another contract next year. Or the whole company. So hindi lang yung is- isang driver, it's the whole company if there are five jeeps or 20 jeeps or 200 jeeps. Right? And then yung maintenance, iba? may maintenance standards ka. So then you can start uh, imp- uh, implementing emission standards. So kung maging kampante ka, Mark, you'll still have to contend with it on a two-year cycle or a three-year cycle? At least, right? It could be a one-year cycle, it could be a two-year cycle of contracting. We've been talking about jeepneys for the longest time. What has always been the institutional pushback and what has always yeah. been the interest and the human nature that have prevented us from even entertaining any other system for jeepneys? We have what we call an informal transportation system. It's not unique to the Philippines. If you go to Kenya and you look at matatus, which are vans, ganun din ang setup. If you go to Lagos in Nigeria, the Danpos, which are like matatus, ganun din ang setup. If you go to the minibuses of Pakistan in Lahore or Karachi, ganyan din ang setup. Dahil, what happens is that the cities grew up, they decided not to invest in public transportation. We basically said hyper-competition is the way to go. Anyone can serve it. We'll just give permits. Ang problema natin is most of our leaders travel by car. Right? Whether you're media or political elite or economic elite, private vehicle. Diba? Except, uh, despite 80% of the population metro Manila traveling by, by public transit. So ang problema lang nalang nakikita is traffic. So the only way we, we try to control public transportation is to traffic manage them. Hindi natin ina-address yung economic roots no. So in uh, 2000, I'm gonna say 2002, 2003, yung system ng Seoul, pareho din sa system natin yon. There was a whole bunch of buses uh, that were privately owned serving routes. Tapos yung income nila came from whatever the passengers were paying them. So franchising them. It was in bad shape, service was bad, there's a lot of traffic. Nagplano yung government, I think it took them a year and a half. And in three months' time, they shifted. So what they basically told the operators were, we will write a contract with you, we will pay you to run that service. And they shifted in three months, and in six months' time, everyone loved the service. Dahil efficient, safe, even the drivers naging mas magalang, right? Dahil hindi sila stressed about what they were earning. So ganon, exactly like us. In fact, if you look at yung mga descriptions of the service, na how people were angry about buses, parehong pareho sa sistema natin. Because you shifted the economic model, you shifted the complete behavior of the system. So, uh, it would be great if we could have a conversation about this. Diba, pag-usapan natin. I'd like to hear what the concerns are. Again, this is a proposal, so it needs to be fine-tuned. Ang, ang, ang importante sa akin is the urgency of the crisis. Going back to our crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Let's do it now and fine-tune along the way. But uh, let's figure out how to do this. And again, this is phase one. Right? It would be a real failure if we did it. We bought the services. And then at the end of 90 days, sabi natin, okay, tapos na, balik tayo to the, the old normal. And like I like the way you put it, right? How does it, this do take us to a better normal?
Benji de la Peña. Maraming salamat. Ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. And if you have ideas for a better normal yourself, please like us on Facebook and message Puma Podcast. We would love to have more of these conversations with you. Find and subscribe to Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Stay safe. Maraming salamat po. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.